Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode. How to handle co-parenting with someone you don't see eye to eye with. Okay, this week we're going to talk about co-parenting and uh, how difficult it can be sometimes when you and your ex-spouse don't see eye to eye on things. This is hard stuff. Like, this is this is really hard. I mean, you're divorced for a reason, right? Um, but now you still have to make tons of decisions together about the kids. I think this is even harder if maybe you don't have the same... Um, background with religion or parenting styles or culture or there's so many factors in here that can make this even more difficult there is and yeah you think oh well now that we're divorced I don't have to deal with any of that anymore oh yes you do yeah and it's much harder (laughs) yeah so if any of you are out there this is our talk you off the ledge uh, the divorce ledge if any of you are out there thinking that you know, life will be a whole lot easier when you get divorced on uh, raising your children, we're here to tell you that that is not the case. Yeah, it's not the case. It's 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 hard. It's really hard. Now, of course, there might be reasons other than the you know raising children that will make your life, that will be easier because you're divorced. But if you have kids involved, it's challenging. It is, especially if both uh, your ex and you are want to be engaged in the kids. There are some cases where um, someone doesn't want to be engaged as right. much and doesn't want to make the day-to-day decisions and, and things like that. It is a little bit easier, but don't count on that. I mean, the kids really like having both parents involved in their lives. Yes, and don't think, yeah, I mean, we already said this, but it's not always rosy, Right. Oh, I'm getting divorced now. Everything's going to be great and my life's going to be wonderful. If you have kids, that is just not true. Like if you think, oh, now I can make all the decisions and I don't have to worry about what he or she thinks. It's just not true. It's not. And it actually requires not just um, growing up, uh, but it also requires a lot more logistics and a lot more communication than what you think before. That's what we, that's what I found. Right. And all the things that you disliked about your spouse, but you know, like little things when you were married, now that you're divorced, those little things are big things that really annoy you, right? And yeah. Those can compound uh, the the difficulties in communicating when you're co-parenting and trying to resolve things, especially when you don't agree on something like, hey, does someone go to swim lessons or not and right. you say well i don't want my child swimming i want them playing soccer instead and then what poor child what t- typically ends up is they end up doing both yeah and when they're at my house you know i'm going to take them to do this and when they're you you know i'm not going to do what you want them to do when they're you're, you know it's just it can be a mess and sometimes you just want to stick it to the other person just for fun yes. even though you tell yourself it's not for fun <laughs> This is in the best interest of the child, Yes, right? this is for the best, this is what's best for the child. No, it's not. You're just trying to get at your ex. And 
I, I, everyone's been guilty of. Yes, you you kid yourself in the beginning that oh no, this is what's best for the child. Mm, is it? Is it? And especially like I said in the beginning, feelings are raw, emotions are raw, and you're trying to figure out how to let the let the bitterness, let the anger, let the hurt go, and yeah, it can be challenging. It can be really challenging. So it most definitely can. So. We, we don't want you guys just to learn from our experience. So Paige did research again. She's our research uh, our research person. Guru. Guru. There you go. Research <laughs> guru for Where's the Lemonade? It says Paige Pulsifer on there. Yes, that's right. And uh, she found an article on tips on co-parenting when you don't agree. And I, these are interesting tips. Tips on co-parenting with someone when you when you don't agree with them, and we don't agree with all these tips, but there's some really good insight here in here as well. Yeah. So what's the first one, honey? Set boundaries with your kids. Okay. Now this one's a good one because I've seen this with ourselves. Yes. We and like uh, the let's talk about the first Christmas, right? Oh, I can back up before that. Before uh, that. Oh, really? When I was a single parent. And I took the kids skydiving oh, yeah. and got a dog in the same day. Yeah, and sky- winning, winning, winning. Yeah, you wanted to be. You I wanted, wanted to, be to the- win. I wanted to be the favorite parent in that moment. And yeah, I did that day. I was, I was good. I was good to go. You almost died in that sky. <laughs> that skydiving place you I chose was died, awful. Did not. Did not almost die. So we had just met too. When you yes, went, we had just met. And you went skydiving. That was almost a deal breaker for me. Because I went skydiving? Yeah, that means you, you a careless regard for life. Oh my gosh, whatever. <laughs> was not careless. I had a parachute on my back. Come on. Uh, yeah, at, at Lodi Skydiving, that place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another one. Well, we won't go there. But the set the boundaries for kids, this is an interesting one because I've seen it with my own children and also other children in divorced families where if you don't set those boundaries, the kids push them. And they can push them in lots of different ways. Like, well, if mom won't give me a coach purse, then I know I can get it from dad oh, by yeah. just going to dad and saying, well, mom doesn't really like that kind of purse, but I really do. Boom, yeah. dad buys it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And you don't want to be viewed as the non-fun, serious house, right? You want to be, you want the kids to want to come over because we're going to have fun um, but the kids need, they need consistency. They need boundaries. They need, and there, I, I do feel like there is a way to do both. It took us a, a, a bit of time to figure that out because it did. we just wanted to be the fun house for, it was a li- it was competition. Of it course. Was. Yes. You feel like there's this competition and it's not, it's not a competition. Your kids will love you. They will love your ex. They will love you both for the, the things that you both bring to the table. You don't have to. Be the winner. You don't have to be the fun parent. You don't have to be the serious parent either. Right. You don't have to. Well, they're not being disciplined at my ex's house, so I have to discipline here. Right. And crack the whip. Yes. Just be a good parent. Just be a good parent. Yep. And totally. well, you're already not a good parent if you're divorced in the first place. You kind <laughs> That's of That's true. You blew it. You blew it a little bit. But there is right. you can There's redeem redemption. yourself. You can yeah, redeem yourself. I guess so. But yes, but I think the kids will thank you later in life. 
for consistency consistency and for not you know raising them to be entitled little brats right we don't want that nobody wants that so all right so we both agree on this one setting boundaries that's setting boundaries with your kids yep okay what about the next one do not criticize your co-parent we have talked about this so many times on our podcast and we just can't say it enough it is hard and sometimes you think you're not criticizing by making just this little tiny like i remember when your mom and i were growing we're you know we're first dating and she did this funny thing that you know maybe that might be offensive to her now you gotta and the kids think the kids are like oh dad's criticizing mom where you're just telling a story you're not meaning to criticize but Yes, they're hypersensitive, I think, especially when they're older, of what you're saying. You're like, I'm not criticizing. I'm telling you a story. But there's also just the outright, well, your mom's being ridiculous or your dad's just being ridiculous. I mean... Or your dad's trying to stick it to me because he won't take you to soccer practice. Right. This is just confusing to the kids and putting them in the middle. It is. And and it hurts them so much more than you believe. And we've done it. We've done it in big ways. We've done it in little ways. We've, we've done it and hadn't even realized it till later. Like, oh gosh, I didn't even realize. Or that when that an was... older child came to us and say, you know, when you said this, that right. really criticized my mom. And we had no idea. Like, like, that what? was not the intention. But everybody's on, you know, a little bit more heightened alert, um, heightened emotions. So you really have got to be careful because we want to be respectful to the kids and we don't want to put them in the middle. So you always have to be aware of, you know, if they come back and say, yeah, mom wouldn't buy me that shirt. And you go, of course she didn't. Just little things like that. You've got to check yourself. Check yourself and don't criticize. Now, sometimes, um, especially in front of the kids, you don't want to do it. Sometimes you need to vent, though. Absolutely. But you should never vent with your children. Nope. Ever. Nope. Even when they're adults. Even when they're adults. Right? Because you have to remember, they're half of their parent. Yep. Right? So when you criticize their parent, you're criticizing them in a way. Yeah. Um, so, but here's another another gotcha too. You have to be careful who you vent with. We yeah. ran into this problem. Yes, we did. You think that you're venting to someone that has no connection to anyone in the divorce. And then all of a sudden, wait, how did that get back to the... Like, what? This, how- this happened to me. I was yeah. venting to a coworker that I was very close with. Uh, through the through the divorce uh, he was there for me he talked to his wife about it his wife talked his wife talked to her best friend who happened to know someone that knew someone that knew my my ex-wife it was so and i'm like crazy. oh my goodness it's I mean, not like you said terrible things you were no, just venting, just about, venting the about the frustration yeah. and how i've got to deal with my wife, my ex-wife now, and she doesn't agree with what I want to do and yeah. all that sort of and stuff. And yeah, your ex came to you and was like, how dare you? And you know, you were like, <laughs> I didn't even know. Like you had no clue. You had no clue because you wouldn't have done that. No. And another problem that sometimes you, you may want to vent to your own family members. Remember, word still spreads around. You're, if you yeah. were married for a while... Your sisters might like your ex better than they yeah. might like you. And you know right. what? And you need to let them hold on to that. If they liked your yeah. ex, let them keep liking your ex. Right? So, but, and sometimes you do need to vent. So maybe find someone that is, you can trust. Right. And say, I really can't have you talking to anyone about this or a therapist or someone. You, right. you do need to get that out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, next one. Be a team. Now, when I saw this one, I was like, because especially in the beginning, it's really hard to be a team and to be a team player. You just divorce this person. And the feelings are very raw. The feelings are raw. It's really hard. But it said your kids need to see a united front if possible. And I 100% agree on this. If at all possible, they need to know that mom and dad are on the same page with this. With it, whether it's with discipline or major decisions. Or who's throwing the birthday party this right. year. Right. Yes. You've got to you know, be a team, be a united front, and be like, hey, this year your dad's going to have the party. And not any like, oh, well, no grumbling. You, you guys need to decide things. Go forward with them. Now, if you need help doing this, there are co-parenting therapists that are out there that will help you work through things. We, I've been to those yeah. um, to help work through, you know, difficult situations or right. family situations that are out of the ordinary, whatever, that you hadn't planned for. And that's, I guess, another thing on the uh, be a team. Sometimes it helps in your divorce um, parenting agreement that you have that you outline some of the things specifically in there that can help alleviate some of the confusion right and the emotions evolved around family events or whatever the case may be well and if you're divided on things it's just going to hurt the kids and confuse them when they're hearing this at moms and this at dads and dad wants me to do this and mom wants me to do this and they it, it, it just tears them apart well and that fits into our next one which is Focus on the child's needs, not on yours or even your ex-spouse's needs. Absolutely. This is hard too. This is hard too. But I like what the article said. It said, adopt a business-like attitude and business is the children. So we talk, we've talked about that many times too. Business, be polite, be... Succinct. Succinct. What is, is that a word? I don't know. What does that mean? Um, small. You don't need paragraphs and paragraphs. Okay. Succinct means, you know, small description of what needs to be done, so how concise, it's to be done, be, be whatever brief, the decision concise, is. concise, polite. You don't have to be overly friendly. You don't have to be underly friendly. Just, it's business, right? It's business. And the business is the kids. So I, I really like that. And you would think that the focus on your child's needs goes without saying, right? No, it doesn't. Because sometimes you're focused on your anger and your bitterness and your resentment at your ex, and you really have a hard time focusing on your child. Even though you think you are, Double check yourself. Yes, double check yourself, for sure. Okay, what's the next one? It's about communication. Don't talk on the phone. Wait, you're not ever supposed to talk on the phone again? No, it's just, especially if you're going through a rough patch or if it's in the beginning where things are really raw or sometimes, you know, it's a little roller coaster ride. So you might be having a good couple months or a year and then you're having a bad year or a couple months. So when you, if you're constantly arguing or if you just have really negative feelings, I think communicating through text or emails, it gives you a minute to think and act rationally. Where like if you're that. if you're on the phone, you don't have that minute. And emotions come out a lot more on the phone than they do in a text. Yes. Or in a email. And talking on the phone, you don't have that 
to look back on. You don't have the email or the text thread. And you're like, wait a second, you said, and you go, I don't remember saying that, right? And you legitimately may not remember saying right. it. They right. They may not remember. But when you go, oh, well, let's go back to this text or let's go back to the email, it's right there. And you can just end the argument right there. Oh, well, this was said. Oh, okay, well, if that's what was said. And then you can point back to the emails and things like that. So yes. even if you do have a phone conversation and a decision was made, follow that up with, this is what we talked about today. Can you confirm that? Yeah. That And you do that in business anyway. Right. I know I do. If I've been on the phone, hey, this is what we talked about today. This is what I said I was going to do. Is this, is this correct? Right. And lastly, on this topic, it will also give you evidence. Should you need it one day in court? I hope you don't. But should you need it, you have these things to look back on and have as evidence, like this was our conversation or this is what we decided. Um, well, and I'm going to skip to later on. Stay out of court. Absolutely. Stay out. If, if, if there's any way. I mean, clearly there's times where you have to. Um, but. If it's at all possible, don't go to court for, for stupid little things. Don't do it. Like Johnny going to volleyball or. Yes. Or. The kids want to call their stepdad, dad, or their stepmom, mom. You know what? These are things that will resolve themselves. If the little kid wants to call them, I know that seems hurtful and awful, but let the kids figure that out. And Yeah, because the only one that wins in a court battle are the lawyers. Yeah, that's true. They just suck you dry. Yeah, yeah. So stay out of court, if at all possible. Like I said, sometimes it's not possible. But if at all possible, stay out of court. All right, next one. Uh, oh, don't expect too much. I like this one. Lower your expectations, people. <laughs> lower. How low are they? Go lower. Go lower, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you have to remember, you got divorced for lots lots of different reasons. And one of the reasons was probably that you're not great at communicating with each other. Right? So don't expect that, oh, you're divorced. And now all of a sudden, you can make all the decisions yourself. And, and that magically... Your spouse is going to agree with everything that you decide. Well, or if, you know, you, one of the reasons you divorced was because your spouse wasn't around, right? They were always gone or whatever. Who, you don't know after you get divorced, they could decide, you know what? I need to step up and be a good parent now because I'm a single parent and I got to step up. Or they may continue to be that person that they were, why you divorced them, or they could get worse. So when we say manage your expectations or don't expect too much, just know that you may have to step in, be flexible, because you may have to step in and go, okay, I gotta, I gotta fill in here. Um, so if you, but if your expectations are super high, you're always going to be upset or you're always going to be let down. So lower them. Yeah, there you go. I love this one. It, it no. won't. It, it believe me, it won't get easier than it was when you were married. It won't get easier than it was when you were married. It was easier when you were married than when you're divorced. Oh, yes. As far Things as get harder. It gets harder. Yeah, yes. I guess that's everything the way to gets say harder. It. Yeah, yeah, everything yeah. gets harder. Yeah, to sure. do it with the kids. To do it with the kids, yeah. it gets harder. Exactly. All right. Have a support system. So we kind of already talked about this one, but this is you know, some days you just feel like this is too much. I have had so many of those days where I'm just like, this is too much to handle, to deal with. There's a lot. There's a lot to deal with when you get divorced and your ex and your kids and it's it's hard it's very very hard and you need to have someone that you can vent to or maybe even get advice from like we already mentioned it cannot be 20 people 
It should not be 20 people. It should not be 10 people. But maybe two. Or maybe three. two. So maybe maybe a family member and maybe your best friend. But pick someone you trust. Just make sure that it's that <laughs> I've seen this happen where a couple had another couple that were best friends mm-hmm. and the husband vented to the other husband and the wife vented to the other wife. Oh no, that, you can't do that. No, if that doesn't work. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. yeah. So you got to pick someone that's neutral, that maybe didn't even know your ex beforehand. Right. Maybe it's someone new. Maybe it is a therapist. Maybe it's an ecclesiastical leader, you know, a right. religious something. But you do need a support system. You do. Someone that, like I said, someone you trust, someone you can vent to, but uh, just be, be sure you can trust them and, um, yeah, that they're not going to go spreading things that you tell them. And, and it could be just inadvertently. You, you have to trust, you have to be able to talk to someone that you that you can trust won't talk to anybody else ever about. Right. Yeah. Okay, the next one, which we kind of already talked about as well, is go to court if you must. Only if you must. So if you've tried everything and your ex is just not not giving you time with your kids, I mean, you know, or they're not paying child support or whatever. Like I said, make sure it's something big that you're going to court. That they're for. breaking a current court order. Yes. But um, then then go, right? Like you have to go, right? If, if they're not giving you time with your kids. But if or... you guys are just fighting over, you know, bedtime, I've seen this. We haven't done this, but I've seen this in the threads and even in the court. When I was in the court, a couple was fighting over the bedtime for the child. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You know what? The judge will throw a book at you. As he should. As he should. I mean, be, the, be a grown up. Those are things that in your home, you can control that. Guess what? In the other home, you cannot. So don't even try. So they're going to bed at 10 instead of 8. Yes, you think they should be having more sleep. You don't have control over that. You can calmly and reasonably try and talk to your ex about it. But going to court is not going to help anything with little things like that. No, in fact, the judge will probably make things more strict on the parents. Yeah. It'll make your life miserable. Yes. So try and try and nicely... Say, hey, I've noticed that Susie, you know, is is getting really tired at school or, you know what I mean? Like approach it in a very nice way um, and you'll get you'll get further than going to court for sure. Okay, this is the last one I actually agree with. You want to sing this one? Let it go. Let it go. Yep. You got to let the past go. Even the past that may be two weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Uh, you, you just have to you can't hold on to grudges. You can't say, well, well you five, can. five years ago, you, yeah. you, you know, you didn't let him play soccer. Now you're letting him play soccer. Yeah, it doesn't do anyone any good. Yeah, it doesn't. So to succeed in co-parenting, you need to let go of anger, resentment, start anew. And this isn't good. This isn't going to happen right away. I promise no. you. It's going to take a minute for you to go. You know what? We need to bury some of this, you know, anger and resentment and form a new relationship. And I like what the article said. It is no longer about your ex's feelings. You are not responsible for how your ex feels. That's not your responsibility anymore. You're divorced. So you don't have to spend time trying to, you know, if you've apologized for past wrongs, you can move on. You don't have to spend time trying to, you know, repair and no, no, it is not your job anymore. 
to it's also not your job to stir the pot absolutely not do not because sometimes you may want to yep right it happens yes so it's about the kids and the kids best interest and i would say this put that on repeat it's about the kids best interest and sometimes you you are trying to justify your actions that well this is in the kids best interest really take a step back is it is it really in the kid's best interest? If you're, you're trying doing? to justify what you're doing, you already know you're it's not, not in the to kid's be doing best it. interest. And like I said, we have been through almost all of these things. We have we've participated in them. Yes, we have. Yes, um, received them. We have. Yeah, we've done all of yes, them. Yes, so. and we are um, still a work in progress. Of course, you're always a work in progress, right? Okay, our lemonade moment of the week. This is an interesting one. As you guys heard earlier, we did have COVID in the house and there was one holdout. (laughs) How rude. How rude. David was our holdout. Well, David is not our holdout anymore. Nope. We literally thought he has been exposed so many times to all of us that have had COVID in the car riding for 24 hours he didn't get COVID, so we thought and he's been exposed over the last two years several times yeah we thought he's not gonna get it he got it he got it and so i so that means a full house we had a full house of COVID. so yes everyone's had it so is that the lemonade um that everyone's had it the lemonade was that we got to spend some time with him because yeah, it was kind of nice because it was just david and us at home yeah um and you know, we got to just talk to him and it was kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the lemonade that we got to spend time with him. And now everybody's had COVID in our house and uh, we don't have to be, you know, be so worried about it. Not that we were that worried about it, but. Maybe we should have been because we kinda, all got it. Well, but yeah, we didn't get it till two, over two years I, later. That, you know, that truly is amazing. We didn't get it. Um, anyone in our house didn't get no. it until the last two three years. Months. Two years, yeah. It had been two yeah. years and fi- someone finally, Madeline got it. But yeah, so we're done. The bit is done. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. Mm-hmm.